Hello. Well, today's morning briefing is on a slightly different note. It seems I seldom travel alone, particularly long distance like I did this last weekend. Last Friday morning, I flew from Southern California to Detroit, Michigan in order to be a part of my Amy's wedding reception with her new Michigan family. Along the way, I learned some important lessons. Some of them are funny, others quite symbolic to our Christian walk, so I thought I would share my experiences with you. First lesson, if at all possible, travel light. Wanting never to be without this thing or that thing that I must have at my disposal, my carry-on bag needed someone far larger on me than me to carry it on. Plus, having a miserable night's sleep the night before, I thought if I purchased an airport blanket and neck pillow, I might ensure myself some quality Z's. Not so. That pink blanket did, however, get me an immediate pass at an extra security checkpoint, but not a moment of sleep. Instead, caring so much made my way cumbersome and laborious. Next time, I will travel light. Do you go through life with too much baggage? Maybe some inspection is in order. Maybe some habits should be trimmed away. In the second leg of my trip, this lady and I thought we were about to get very lucky and have an open seat between us. Yeah, sure. A very large man was the last passenger on, the, on board and made his way to fill our open seat. He was only in place for a few minutes when he began to snore like crazy. Now do you see why I didn't get any sleep? As the flight attendant came by with the drink cart, I gave her my best doe-eyed expression and said, Please, rescue me. She laughed, but then she got an idea. She leaned over, shook his arm, and said, Sir, what would you like to drink? You've been snoring so hard over here. Well, it worked. So after he finished his gin and tonic, I carpeed my diem and said to him, What do you think of Christianity? Huh? he asked. I repeated the question and then smiled and said, Look, let's agree on a trade-off. I tolerated your snoring, so now you have to have a conversation with me. Deal? Wink, wink. Within a few minutes, we were entrenched in a discussion that soon involved our third seatmate and took us through landing in Detroit. You see, I've learned that this kind of travel is ideal for sparking spiritual conversations because people have no reason to be anything but completely candid. After all, they are unlikely to cross paths ever again. Ah, it was so good. What did he have to say on the matter? Something like, it, meaning Christianity, would be good if people acted like what they say they believe in. Here he was, another person burned by the hypocrisy of the church, who had decided it was easier to forget about God than deal with his followers. Wow. What is wrong with us? I hear and read the same thing everywhere I go. People have had it with organized religion, the church, hypocritical Christians. How my Lord grieves. Oh, let's be people who represent God well and lovingly. And hey, let's be people who are willing to bring up spiritual topics, things that matter, discuss, discussing something we have learned from the Lord. Folks out there need some hope. Well, the next day I rented a car and, my, and had my first experience with a GPS, Global Positioning System. I entered my new son-in-law's family address in a little Michigan town, which remained a mystery to everyone I queried. I asked the Avis gal. 
and the shuttle driver. No one had heard of the town that I was heading for. Well, one hour and forty minutes later, I arrived at my destination after country lanes, two-lane roads, lots of corn, lakes, rivers, many stop signs, waiting for a passing train, and a circuitous routing that I was sure could not be correct. But I got there safe and sound. If my GPS experience ended there, all would have been happy. However, it did not. Saturday night, I had to drive back to the Detroit airport, return my rental car, and get back to my hotel. Now, understand something. The only thing between me and the airport that night was the navigating of my trusty GPS. I did not have a map with me, I was alone, it was dark, and I was in completely unfamiliar territory. Well, my GPS was anything but trusty and sent me on one wild goose chase after another, sometimes in a complete circle. It was as though it had been programmed to take me to the airport using side roads. Right after I had dutifully turned onto my eighth road of the trip, I saw flashing lights in my rearview mirror. And yes, they were for me. The policeman said I was speeding and wrote me up for a ticket doing one, that is O-N-E, to five miles over the speed limit. That's right. I told him where I was from, where I had been, that I had not seen a speed limit sign since I had just turned on this road, and I was very cordial. I don't know. Was it because the rental car had Florida plates? Did I look like his ex-wife? Well, I guess I'll never really know. Frustrated beyond belief and in tears, I called Amy and through the wonder of the internet, she was able to direct me back to the airport. When I got back to my hotel, almost midnight by then, I threw myself on the bed and began to think, Lord, is there a lesson here? Was I negligent or irresponsible? I believe I was. I had not asked for a map at Avis. I didn't even know the direction of my destination. That made me vulnerable to being misled. How many of us amble through life in a similar fashion? Just letting this event or that determine our course, rather than knowing where we are going and what it will take to get there. If we knew those things, we could count the cost, plan well, and mitigate our chances of being steered the wrong direction. In life, as in travel, we ought to know where we are going and be certain of who or what we let lead and guide us. Having just discussed the last days briefly, one thing that the Bible warns against is false teaching. Those who pander a message with half-truths and deter us. Honestly, that is why the study of God's Word is critical to our lives. It leads, directs, instructs, corrects, and inspires us. It takes the guesswork out of things. There is no more more important compass or GPS for your life than the Scripture. So just before we head to the province of Galatia, we will build a solid case for the Bible. Until then, let's travel well.